Book 4, Chapter 3 of A Class Book of Old Testament History by G. F. McClear. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cliff Stone of Sydney, Australia. A Class Book of Old Testament History by G. F. McClear. Book 4, Chapter 3 the sacrifices and offerings, Exodus chapters 29 and 30, Leviticus chapters 1 through 6, and Numbers chapter 15. The rite of sacrifice, so universal in the ancient world, came down to the Israelites from the earliest times, from the days of their forefathers Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, and the generations that lived before the flood, and was regulated by Moses with the utmost precision. One rule applied to all sacrifices. They could only be offered on the great brazen altar of the tabernacle. To offer them on high places or spots selected by the caprice of the worshipper was expressly forbidden. Leviticus 17 verse 4, Deuteronomy 12 verses 13 and 14, though this rule appears to have been subsequently relaxed in the case of the prophets. 1 Samuel 8 verses 8 to 14, 16 verses 1 through 5, 1 Kings 18 verses 21 to 40. Perhaps the simplest classification of sacrifices is that which arranges them under the heads of 1. Those offered without and 2. Those offered with blood. 1. Unbloody sacrifices will include a. First fruits and tithes b. Meat and drink offerings c. Incense a. First fruits and tithes were presented by every Israelite to the priests in token of gratitude and humble thankfulness to Jehovah, and consisted of the produce of the land, either in its natural state, as grain, fruit, grapes, wool, or prepared for human use, as meal, oil, new wine. Exodus 23 verse 19, Numbers 18 verse 12, Deuteronomy 18 verse 4. To the Levites also was paid the tenth part of all produce of the land and of cattle. Leviticus 27 verses 30 to 33, Numbers 18 verses 21 to 24. B. Meat and drink offerings generally accompanied each other. The meat offering was composed of fine flour seasoned with salt and mingled with frankincense and oil, but without leaven. A portion of the flour and oil the priests placed upon the altar, together with all the frankincense, and there burnt them, the rest of the flour and oil becoming his own perquisite. Sometimes cakes of fine flour were offered with oil and salt, but without leaven or honey. Leviticus 2 and 6 verses 14 to 23. A drink offering consisted of wine, which was poured at the foot of the altar, the quantity varying according to the victim, being for a lamb or kid a quarter of a hin, was one gallon, two pints, for a ram, one third, for a bullock, one half, Numbers 15 verses 5, 7 and 10, 28 verse 14. By these offerings, as by those of tithes and first fruits, the Israelite acknowledged the undeserved bounty of Jehovah and dedicated to him the best of his gifts flour, the staff of life, wine, the symbol of strengthening and refreshing, oil, the symbol of richness. Compare Psalms 104 verse 15. The meat offering might be presented either 1 by itself as a free-will offering, as in the instance of firstly the twelve unleavened cakes on the table of shewbread, secondly the sheaf of the firstfruits of barley on the second day of the Passover, 
Thirdly, the two wheaten loaves at Pentecost. Or two, together with the burnt and thank offering, but not with the sin or trespass offering as one of public sacrifices, with firstly the daily morning and evening sacrifice, secondly the Sabbath offering, thirdly the offering at the new moon, fourthly on the great day of atonement, two of private sacrifices, at firstly the consecration of priests and Levites, secondly the cleansing of the leper, thirdly the termination of the Nazarite vow. See incense, the last example of an unbloody offering, accompanied every proper meat offering, but was also offered daily on the golden altar in the holy place, and on the great day of atonement was burnt in the holy of holies by the high priest before the ark. The greatest pains were taken in its preparation. It was compounded by the art of the apocathery of four ingredients beaten small, stakti, onica, galbanum, and pure frankincense, Exodus 30 verses 34 to 36, nor could any other kind be offered, Exodus 30 verse 9. Desecration of this incense by using it for common purposes was to be punished with death, Exodus 30 verse 38. 2. In reference to the second class of sacrifices, in which the life of a victim was taken and its blood poured upon the altar, it is to be observed that these were limited to the herd, the flock, and all clean birds. All wild and unclean beasts were strictly excluded. The Israelite was to select only those animals which were most nearly connected with man, and of these, again, such as were most meek, innocent, pure, and valuable, such as oxen, sheep, goats, pigeons, and turtle doves. The selected victim was required to be perfect of its kind and without blemish, not less than eight days old and usually a year. If it was blind or broken or maimed or had any defect as a wen or scab, it could not be offered. Leviticus 22 verses 20 to 27, Deuteronomy 15 verses 21 and 22, 17 verse 1. Such being the conditions respecting the victim, the offerer was required first to purify himself by ablutions and then to bring the victim to the door of the tabernacle, that is, to the great brazen altar of burnt offering in the court. There, whatever might be the precise kind of offering, he was to lay his hand on its head in token of surrender, dedication and substitution, and then to slay it himself. Leviticus 1 verse 5 He had now performed his part. All the rest devolved upon the priest. He began by receiving the blood of the animal in a vessel, and then sprinkled it in different ways upon the brazen altar. Leviticus 4 verses 6, 7 and 25, 5 verse 9, or as we shall see in some cases on the golden altar of incense, and on one day in the year on the mercy seat in the Holy of Holies. He then performed other ceremonies, which varied according to the nature of the sacrifice but uniformly it was required a of the offerer, firstly to bring his victim to the altar, secondly to lay his hand upon it, and thirdly to slay it, b of the priest, firstly to receive the blood in a vessel, and secondly to sprinkle it upon the altar. Of the bloody sacrifices the chief were a burnt offerings, b peace offerings, c sin and trespass offerings. A. In the case of the burnt offering, any kind of animal fit for sacrifice might be offered, 
but the victim was always required to be a male and to be accompanied by a meat offering. After presentation at the great altar, imposition of the hands of the sacrificer and slaughtering, the priest sprinkled the blood upon the altar round about. Leviticus 1 verses 5 and 11. The victim was then flayed, washed with water and cut in pieces, and the parts thus divided were laid on the altar upon the wood and entirely consumed by fire. The burning by fire was the chief point in this class of offering, and marked it as an expression of perpetual obligation to complete, sanctified, self-surrender to Jehovah. Hence it was not presented like the sin and trespass offerings upon the commission of any particular sin, nor like the peace offerings upon the acceptance of any special divine mercies. It embodied the general idea of sacrifice, and in a sense represented the whole sacrificial institute. Every morning and evening, therefore, a lamb was sacrificed with its usual meat and drink offering as a burnt offering on behalf of the whole covenant people. And the evening victim was to be so slowly consumed that it might last till the morning, an expressive symbol of that continual self-dedication to God which is the duty of man. Exodus 29 verses 38 to 44, Leviticus 6 verses 9 to 13. B. Of peace offerings there were three kinds, representing various emotions of the offerer, the thank offering, the free will gift, and the vow. Leviticus 3 verses 1 to 17, 7 verses 11 to 21, verses 28 to 36. The nature of the offering was left to the sacrificer. It might be taken from the herd or from the flock, might be male or female, but not birds. Leviticus 3 verse 1. Like the burnt offering, it was always accompanied by a meat offering, which consisted of unleavened cakes mingled with oil and leavened bread. Leviticus 7 verses 12 and 13. The ritual of the peace offering was up to a certain point the same as that of the burnt offering. The sacrificer brought his victim to the brazen altar, laid his hands upon it and slew it, while the priest sprinkled the blood upon the altar. But after this there was a distinction. The victim was divided, and the priest laid upon the altar the fat of the kidneys and the lobe or flap of the liver, and in the case of a sheep, the fat tail, and burnt them with fire. He then separated the right shoulder and breast, and waved them before the Lord. They became his portion, which he was to eat in a clean place with his family and friends. The remaining portions of the victim were then restored to the sacrificer, who the same day feasted thereon, together with his whole family and his friends. Leviticus 7 verses 15 to 21, 19 verse 6, 22 verse 30. This sacrificial feast was peculiar to the peace offerings and indicated that the atonement was complete, that the sin was covered and cancelled which had separated the offerer from Jehovah, who now welcomed him to his table and in his meal gave him a pledge of reconciliation. To an oriental mind, two ideas were inseparably united in the notion of a meal. On the one hand, that of fellowship and friendship existing among the participators themselves and also between them and the provider of the meal. And on the other hand, that of joy and gladness, so that even the highest and purest joy, viz. blessedness in the kingdom of heaven, is described under the figure of a meal. Psalms 23 verse 5, 36 verse 8, Matthew 8 verse 11, 22 verses 2 to 13, 
Luke 14 verse 16. As the total consumption by fire on the altar was the culminating point in the burnt offering, so this sacrificial feast was that of the peace offering, which therefore, whenever presented with other offerings, was invariably the last. Compare Exodus 24 verse 5 and 11, 29 verses 1 to 32. C. The sin and trespass offerings were peculiar to the Mosaic law, which was added on account of transgression. Galatians 3 verse 19 and deepened the knowledge and conviction of sin. Romans 7 verse 7, etc. A. The sin offering consisted of one animal only and was not accompanied by a meat offering. The victim, if offered for the whole covenant people, was a kid of the goats. Leviticus 16 verses 5, 9 and 15, Numbers 28 verses 15, 22 and 30. For the priests and Levites at their consecration, a young bullock, Exodus 29 verse 11, Numbers 8 verse 8 and following. For the high priest on the great day of atonement, a young bullock, Leviticus 16 verses 3 and 6 and 11. For the purification of women after childbirth, a young pigeon or turtle dove, Leviticus 12, verses 6 and 8. Compare Luke 2, verses 22 and 24. For the cleansing of a leper, or a leprous house, a yearling ewe, or, in a case of poverty, a bird for the leper, and two for the house. Leviticus 14, verse 13, verse 22 to 49. For an inadvertent transgression of some prohibition, a, on the part of the whole congregation or the high priest, a young bullock, b, a prince, a he-goat, C, a common man, a yearling ewe or kid. Leviticus 4 verses 1 to 35. The ritual of the sin offering deserves attention. The offerer brought the victim to the great altar, laid his hand upon it with a confession of the sin and a prayer for its expiation, and then slew it. The priest then dipped his finger in the blood, and in the case of a prince or individual, sprinkled it seven times on the horns of the brazen altar, Leviticus 4, verse 7, 18, 30, 34. And that of the high priest and congregation, seven times on the veil before the ark, and seven times on the horns of the golden altar of incense. Leviticus 4, verses 6, 17, and 25. On the great day of atonement, the high priest himself sprinkled it seven times on and before the mercy seat, and then seven times streaked with it the horns of the altar of incense. Leviticus 16, Verses 14, 15, and 19. The rest of the blood was poured on the ground before the brazen altar. After the sprinkling, the same portions were burnt on the altar, as in the case of the peace offerings, and in ordinary cases, the rest of the victim was eaten by the priest in the court of the tabernacle with only the males of his family. But any vessels in which the flesh had been boiled were required, if earthenware, to be broken, if metal, to be carefully scoured. Leviticus 6 verses 24 to 30. But in the case of the more important sin offerings, where the blood was sprinkled within the holy place, or the holy of holies, the entire carcass, except the altar pieces, with the hide, entrails, etc., was conveyed to a clean place without the camp, and there burnt with fire. Leviticus 4 verses 11, 12 and 21, 16 verse 27. Except when offered for the whole people, or the priests and Levites at their consecration, sin offerings were presented as an atonement for sins of culpable weakness and ignorance, negligence and frailty, 
repented of by the unpunished offender who was thus restored to his place in the Commonwealth. They could not be offered for presumptuous or deliberate and unrepented sins, such as willful murder or adultery, for which the punishment of death was appointed. Numbers 15 verses 30 and 31, Deuteronomy 17 verse 12, and compare Hebrews 10 verse 26. B. The trespass or debt offering, on the other hand, though closely connected with the sin offering and sometimes offered with it, as in the case of the leper, Leviticus 14 verse 12, was always offered for some special act of sin and was regarded in the light of reparation to the Lord for a wrong done to him. Hence it was presented for sins in which the offence given, or the death incurred by the misdeed, admitted of some sort of recompense which could be actually estimated. The following cases will illustrate the occasions on which a trespass offering could be presented. A leper, on the occasion of his cleansing, owed a debt offering to Jehovah for the time of his exclusion from the camp. The Nazarite for a temporary suspension of his vow by touching a dead body. Numbers 6 verse 12. A man who had inadvertently appropriated or made away with anything consecrated to the Lord. Leviticus 5 verses 15 and 16. Or unwittingly violated a divine prohibition. Leviticus 5 verse 17 and 18. Or denied a trust or any damage sustained by the thing entrusted. Or denied having found some lost article of property. Or sworn falsely in such a matter. Leviticus 6 verse 2 and following. In these cases, whether the wrong done was in a matter of property or to the Lord, the damage was made good with an overplus, generally a fifth of the value, while the trespass offering itself was the substitute for the damages due to the Lord and assessed by the priest. The victim was, as in the case of the sin offering, one animal only and always a ram. End of Book 4, Chapter 3 Recorded by Cliffstone of Sydney, Australia.